Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys, thank you so much for being with us twice a week, and we hope that you rate, review, and subscribe. Last thing, and this is an interesting question we bring up, and it's been what I think, and I mean this more uh, literally than I do figuratively, it's been a painful year for Brandon Belt. Mm. When I watch him play, it looks to me like he's in pain. Um, it, it, it's actually a characteristic of this Giants team that, that is quite bothersome. There are so many players who, when they're on second base, you're like, they're going to have to hit a double to score them. Like, I mean, the idea of Belt or Longoria or Flores. Lestella. Lestella. Sometimes Jock. Yeah. The idea of these guys, it was certainly rough uh, before he left. The idea yes. of these guys getting around the base paths and getting home uh, without pulling a hammy just seems like a pipe dream. And, and, and so specifically for Belt, a career giant, a champion, a guy who was amazing last year, um, but he comes in on the qualifying offer. And so everything and anything is on the table. Um, this could be his last month and a half as a giant. Uh, what do you think? Where's your head right now on the career and future of Brandon Belt? Look, my wife is a casual baseball fan at best. And when Belt was walking up with his, you know, uh, on deck circle from the on deck circle to home plate, she turned to me and she goes, what happened to his legs? I go, what do you mean? Look how he's walking to just go up and take his at bat. I mean, he's struggling to get up to the batter's box. And then you see him try to dive for that ball, Mark. And and I felt bad for him. I legitimately felt bad for him because a younger version of himself catches that ball with no problem, right? That little like half check swing bunt thing that was going on late in that game. Yep. I don't know what you do with him. I, I, a part of me, you know, I think a part of me wishes that he would retire for his own sake, but oh. I don't fault him for wanting to keep playing. If he still has that burning fire within him, they just can't, they cannot rely on him as an everyday player. And I feel like because he would come back, they might feel an obligation to play him more than he deserves right now. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, he's 34 years old right now, shortly after opening day next year, he'll be 35. So no shame in, in walking away or at least thinking about that around this time. But this is also a guy who four months ago uh, showed up on a boat and a captain's hat for opening day. Like he was kind of the face of the team. And so I, I don't know if that's where his head is at. There's been the thought of another knee surgery that certainly might shade the way he's feeling about the whole thing. I, I just think this, I, I, I think that right now it's going to be difficult to give Brandon belt what he probably wants and thinks he deserves, which is, uh, 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 you know, an unadulterated starting job at first base next year. I don't, I just, it does not feel like the Giants can afford that. No, especially when you just look at the open market. And if you want one of these DH right handed power bats, which they all need, like you need to have a slot at first base open for him. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I don't think it makes much sense to bring Belt back. The other part about this, he's got 23 RBIs this year. I mean, he's just been he he hasn't been driving the ball. He can't move. It's just really unfortunate. And 
I, I kind of hope I am. This sounds so, so sad to say. I, I kind of hope he walks away. Mark, I really do. I hope he takes the decision out of the Giants hands. And I can't well, believe I'm saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's how we feel in this moment. The one thing I mean, watch the, the way this story goes. He has a nice nine day. Oh, streak. my gosh. He yeah. leads him in September and off they go and they sneak in as yeah. the sixth seed. And you know what I mean? He has a nice series in the opening round. Yeah. Maybe they lose that series and you're like, Oh gosh, what, you know, what, what, what do we do here again? But yeah, look, this is going to be a big part of the picture and why I've said so many times it's the most important off season of the Farhan era by far, because think about what is, I don't know if likely is the right word, but, but a scenario that I'm thinking right now, which is that if belt walks or retires, Rodon opts out, you decline Longoria's option. That's going to leave your payroll as it stands for next year, barely north of $60 million, which is over $100 million short of 10th in the league in payroll. I believe the Giants should always be top, top 10, 10. Yep. period. I'm right? So that's almost too much money to spend in an offseason to try to do it responsibly. Like you'd have to go crazy. You'd have to find some great players to even say yes. But you're down to what you know about next year. You know, you're down to Webb, Cobb, Wood, DiSclafani, Lastella, and, I mean, not much else. That would be about it. And, and so, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you um, that, I, that, that they can't give Belt the first base job. I don't know if I'm ready to say I don't want him on the team. I just think that, you know, they're going to have to fill out roles. For me, it's about what is that role. Yeah, if, that's a if good Belt, point. If Belt is going to still be your best defensive first baseman, and if that ends up being a platoon spot with whoever, Wilmer, J.D. Davis, whatever, you know, I think you're open to that depending on what the rest of the roster looks like. That's how I'd say it. That, you know, I think that's a fair point. The thing on the payroll, I mean, I'm just looking at it right now, and I'm, I'm looking at what the Giants could potentially do. You're seeing what the Braves are doing right now, locking up all their young talent and buying out their arbitration years, and you get kind of like a discount if you do it that way, but you also run the risk of those guys not performing well in year four, five, six, seven of those deals. I got to believe a Logan Webb-like extension where they buy out some of his arbitration oh. years. I think that's on deck this offseason. Uh, I wonder, because Logan Webb at this point um, is, uh, as we know, obviously he's still under team control yeah. for three more years. So This is his first out, year of arbitration. Yeah, you'd be buying out ARB1, ARB2, and ARB3. I think it's fair. This guy makes less than a million bucks this year. Less than a million dollars for Logan Webb. So his arbitration number would be big, right? Like he's going to get a very, very nice raise. Um, but are are you motivated to do that, quite frankly, just way earlier than you need to? I, I, I get, don't know. Yeah. I, 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 but and, you and need somebody where... to – you might need somebody to be the face. I always think of like their marketing programs, and I don't know how deep they think of this when it comes to retention of players. But, you know, Matt Cain at one point got bought out because they wanted to have his face plastered all over Embarcadero so they could have those banners because Timmy kept taking those one- and two-year deals. So I don't know how much that current regime looks at it that way, but that's just a player that I was thinking about that they might think about buying out early. The Rodon thing I think is the most fascinating part because – if he walks, that's yeah. twenty-two million off the current book, and you think thirty to thirty-five million is probably his going rate in terms of his average annual value. 
there's not another pitcher out there unless you want to take a flyer on a hurt guy like DeGrom or Syndergaard to be able to spend that kind of money, at, at least in starting pitching. Yeah, I. you know what's funny about the Rodon thing? I mean, even when you say 30 to 35, I start to – my shoulders yeah. start to get a little tight, do. right, just because of his arm history and whatnot. But you're right. He's going to opt out. That's business, um, provided that he's healthy the rest of the way this year. I'm sure there will be suitors. But I'm also a little triggered sometimes when people are just like, so Rodon is gone. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why wouldn't the Giants be the number one team he would sign with Mm -hmm. based on not only the fact that he's here, but no one will have more money to spend this offseason. So when we say he's going to opt out, why are we just assuming that that means he's he's gone from the Giants? They should be – first in line for his services. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and then look around. It's not the Padres have money to be able to spend on him. The Padres are already tapped out in terms of their payroll, and they want to work some sort of a long-term extension for Juan Soto, so he's not going to be in their cards. The Dodgers are on the books for a lot of money, and they've got a lot of tough decisions moving forward. What do they do with Bellinger? You know, what what, what do they end up doing with some of their other guys, uh, Justin Turner, some of their older guys? So I don't think they're in the mix either. Uh, maybe the Yankees are in the mix maybe always, but, always. But, but but is his attitude gonna fly in new york is, is his beard gonna fly in new oh, york no, is he gonna no. be able to handle that pressure the right. way Randy johnson just crumbled i i don't know about that attitude maybe beard definitely not I, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah we've reached a point where that might even be an advantage for other teams the only <laughs> one they've got over the yanks is i mean wouldn't you wouldn't you just go to the free agent meeting and be like man like yeah literally fear the beard used to be a phrase in this town go ahead and just yeah. let it hang out that's still the weirdest thing that the yankees do but i don't know man i mean there's obviously a lot to be figured out next year and and this team like i, I I just feel like they are riding the line at times of almost being scared of the big contract and they're not wrong. That's the bummer thing. We all want a star. We want them to spend. I'm with you. They should, they have to, they owe the fans a big payroll at the same time. You know who won last December, you know who the team was that was like, look at our spending. We're awesome. Their president of baseball operations, John Daniels, with the Rangers, got fired today. Yeah. And and, and he was trotting out Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and doing a victory lap eight months ago. And now he doesn't have a job. And and so you just, you know, Angels, Rangers, I, I want them to spend, but they seem to be getting themselves into a spot where it's almost like they have to spend. And that's not a great position because you you want to spend, but you want to spend smartly you don't desperation want to the, yeah you don't want to spend just for the sake of spending yeah desperation creates recklessness and that's where you get in way over your head and the next thing you know you're on an 11-year deal with you know anthony rendon you right. know playing third right. base when he had you know basically one and a half decent seasons you know and a good run in the playoffs i'm with you on that but there is something to if you're chasing perfect and you keep turning down everything that's not perfect you're gonna miss very very good to great you know, every now and then. And sometimes you got to roll the dice a little. Last thing, and I wonder, this conversation we're having, in your opinion, how does that factor in to the attendance issue that suddenly we're all talking about? They had great crowds over the weekend, and Pittsburgh was in town. Uh, school is starting. You get to Monday and Tuesday against the D-backs. 
That's about as empty as this stadium has looked in as long as I can remember. I didn't think it was a big deal, right? And then I went to the game last night with my wife. My wife used to have season tickets. She's not tapped in on the Giants the way you and me are, right? But she'll watch. She knows a couple of the players or whatever. She loves baseball. Well, back in the day, her favorite player was Benji Molina. Okay, Benji Molina, not a star, right, Mark? Not, not a star. A star. But a he was star. a Giants manufactured star because that's how Larry Bear does it. So we're at the game last night. At the end, we would give some friends a ride home. We're in the car, and she turns to me and goes, that was the least amount of people I've ever seen at a Giants game. Yeah. And I said, really, you think? She said, oh, absolutely. I couldn't believe how empty it was. I go, well, why do you think that is? Well, she you know, works downtown right near where our station is, Levi's Corporation. And she says, look, I'm the only person at my office right now. There's no one in the building. No one but me. Every day there were thousands of people here. We had seven food trucks lining up at 11 o'clock in the morning, and you had to wait to get your ticket to get food. There is nobody downtown. That's number one. She also thinks the recession and the money and how much it costs everyone, people are just more discerning because we don't know what's going on with the market right now. And then the other factor, which we were talking about, you know, a lot of the people that would go to the games that are downtown or whatever, maybe they've moved away more toward the suburbs, which takes even longer. Once you get home, you're not going to repack all your stuff, grab the kids, go back into town. That's unrealistic, especially given that school's starting right now. I, I think your wife's really smart. And, and I think that these, the, the issue the giants face as an organization is a little bit more complex than some of the simple answers we give, which is get us Aaron judge. Okay. Then, then, then there'll yeah. be 40,000 every night. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's not that it's, it is, it's, it's people's lives. Yes. It's the way we're moving and the world has changed and it's probably not changing back. Not all the way for no. sure. It's not going to change all the way back. So now, now you need to sort of change the calculus if you're the Giants. And I'm going to look at San Diego probably as my blueprint. Yeah. Even though that's a much, much easier stadium to sort of get to. There isn't great parking there either. But but it's um, a great it's, drinking town. It's yeah, like you kind it's of just, flow into the park. Well, so you've got to motivate people in a different way. Yeah. And so maybe a star being on the team is part of that. But it goes way deeper than that. San Diego has successfully made it feel like you're coming to a party Yeah, when you're going to the baseball game. And they're cool. They may not win. They certainly don't win when they play the Dodgers. But the Padres and Dodgers right now have done things that very few baseball teams are doing right now, which is somehow they have made the fan base feel like they're cool, while so many other baseball teams – feel like the opposite of that. Yeah. It's almost like now you got to kind of, you yeah. know, you got to get ease into your giants conversation. Cause it's like, am I, am I a nerd who's on the second half of life? I like baseball, right? Like, sorry, is yeah. that okay in this room? That's what too many baseball teams feel like. Yeah. And that's a challenge for the giants. Now you gotta, you gotta come up with some pretty interesting things to battle that. Well, another point that my wife was making, which again, I like listening to people because your casual fans are what's going to fill the ballpark on most nights. It's not going to be the diehards like you and me. Trust me, no. like you, that 6,000, they'll be there. What about the other 26,000 that are going to fill that bad boy? They got to be lured in there. She made a great point. The Niners are hot right now. The Warriors are red hot right now. And when you go to those games, it feels like if I don't go, I'm missing out. It's a party. It's an event. And I don't know if AT&T has that or Oracle has that right now. And what they had that I think we kind of overlooked. 
park opens in 2000, not only is it a brand new ballpark in downtown, Bonds is going for records for, for eight years, seven years. Then you got this quirky little guy, Timmy, a small little lull, but it was still the newness of the ballpark. First 10 years. Then you go right into winning World Series. Not one, three of them. And that rode the wave. I think this is the truest test they've had since opening the ballpark because now you you don't have the the marquee superstar chasing records, the newness of the stadium. You're the third fiddle of these other two hot commodity teams in the in the market. I think there's a lot working against them. But what's crazy? Things can flip quick. Oh, things can flip quick. If a couple guys come up and it starts to become a party, watch it turn around immediately. You mentioned the 49ers and the Warriors. What are they? They're cool. Exactly. They're cool. You're so right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They're cool. The 49ers weren't cool five six, years ago. Six, seven years ago. At all. Yeah. They were not. I couldn't cool. give away tickets, Mark. Yeah. Jimmy showed up, went on a five-game <laughs> yes. win streak, and and and, had, and it was really good looking, and they were cool. Yes. Which by the way, don't ever forget that 49er fans. That <laughs> man made you cool again. He's gonna leave, but he made you cool again. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. It could be signing a star, it could be one coming up. Um, it needs to probably be a little bit of both. Um, and, and yes, there are also functional aspects of, of all this. And there's 81 games and, and all of that. A lot of inventory. Yeah, but it, 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 parking, it can get better. parking does suck down there. Oh, That's no one doubt. thing that I, that I've noticed. I mean, we're lucky we get a little media credential so we can park in yeah. the media lot. Shh. But the other thing that I noticed, and this is something that I think not just baseball, but the giants in particular, this is the tech hub of the world. You need to show me every replay of everything that's going on on that big screen. It's beautiful. I need to have monitors everywhere. When I'm live and I'm there, there's so much downtime. Everyone's on their phone. They're talking. They're having conversations. I need to see the replay. The at-home viewing experience cannot be ridiculously better than the in-game viewing experience. And I think Levi's is adjusted. They show you every single replay when you go to a Niner game. The Warrior game, they've got it all over. The, the, The live action the entire time. So if you miss it, you can look up or whatever. Baseball, I don't care if the umpires feel like they're being one-upped. It's about the audience, and you need to make the viewing experience awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's time to think outside the box as far as in-game entertainment. There's yes. no question. No yes. no question about that. Oh, um, I do right, love great. a kiss cam, though. Well, I, 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 I will defend I'm the kiss cam. You. I'm with you. I will defend the kiss cam. I mean, once a week, you're getting some lady that's, that's like, get I'm- away from me, you dirty <laughs> jerk. Like, yeah, and that's yes. just good entertainment. Exactly. Uh, period. Period. Um, all right. Great stuff today. Uh, we'll be back with you at the end of the week, yes. which is going to not only be the end of the Arizona series, but the series in Colorado as well. So one more trip through this rotation, and we'll be back with you because we do it twice a week on the Giants podcast by Giants fans, for Giants fans, garlic fries, and baseball guys. We thank you for being with us and we invite you to subscribe.